tonight. Feelings will be hurt. Lines will be crossed. We are not comedians here to perform. We are gladiators here to fight. This is where brutality reigns supreme. Savagery will be rewarded. Cruelty will be applauded. Legends will be born. This is Comedy Fight Club! Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about all the so sick of this song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of myself over that. Let's talk about sex. 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 All right. This is the geeky comedy show called Let's Talk About Sets by comedians right here in the comedy mecca, New York City. It's all about the craft and, if I may presume, the science of stand-up comedy. I'm Jeff McBride, and I fuss about things. And I'm Harrison Tweed, and I'm fun, and I'm cool, and I'm, like, very good-looking and tall and, like, very easy to be around. (laughs) I often think... My indispensable co-host here, Harrison Tweed, as you have noticed, I'm sure, is irritatingly charming. I'm here for the kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Our guest today is Matt Marin. What's up? Hey. Thank you guys for having me. Matt Marin, despite his many failings, is perfect <laughs> for our theme today, which is roasts. So let's get started with a Greg Giraldo roast at the Comedy Central roast of Joan Rivers in 2009. He was just brought up by Kathy Griffin. Thank you, Tranny Bonaducci. <laughs> Ronald McDonald Lucille Ball's corpse then pushed it down a flight of stairs. Oh, shit. What's with all the surgery, Kathy? Lord, you've been stitched up thousands of times, but you're still sad to look at. You're like the AIDS quilt. What a night. A couple of trolls, a fairy, and a giant all going after a sunken-eyed little monster who's obsessed with jewelry. It's like the Lord of the Rings. The great Carl Reiner's here. This is very exciting. Yes. Carl. Carl. Carl, you're a legend and you're you're awesome in Ocean's Eleven. But seriously, why would you do a movie with Brad Pitt and George Clooney? You're ugly when they're not standing next to you. Brad Pitt and you, it's like Beauty and the Deceased. You are such a comedy icon that Joan named one of those shitty watches she sells on QVC after you. It's, uh, it's the Carl Reiner edition. It's got liver-spotted hands and it's running out of time. Robin Quivers. Robin, you look like a syrup bottle. And... To sound crass. Oh my you god. You have an enormous. P- You're like Aunt Vagina. Seriously. <laughs> Mario, you are one tiny loudmouth fairy. You're the only guy who takes a stepladder into a glory hole. You're. <laughs> Your father must have been devastated when you came out of the cupboard. 
Brad. How'd you ever get your head so far up Ray Romano's ass with those bolts in your neck? And Whitney, Whitney Cummings is here for some reason. I, I, guess, uh, I guess since Kathy and Joan have huge gay followings, we needed someone with no following. Whitney, Whitney's a girl who obviously knows the answer to the question, hey, who do you have to blow to get on one of these roasts? And speaking of degrading yourself sexually to get ahead in show business, Tom Arnold is here. Tom. It is great you could take time out from being Roseanne's ex-husband to be here. Tom, twitchy spaz. Joan, actually named another one of her shitty watches after you, too. It's the Tom Arnold that never stops ticking and used to come in a giant hairy box. <laughs> finally, finally, we get to comedy legend and irritating Jewish lady, Gilbert Gottfried is here, everybody. Huh? <laughs> Holy shit, Gilbert, you look like you smell like pee. <laughs> Gilbert's famously cheap. Uh, I'm impressed you're here, Gilbert, you know, because, uh, you know, when you do these things, you got to buy new clothes, you got to take a week off from work, but you showed up, you tightened your belt and you came. You're like David Carradine. And... Yeah. Oh, my Since God! Figure, it really was one. And now, it really is my honor to talk about comedy great Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, everybody. This is exciting. You are one irritating Jew broad. The first time I heard your voice, my foreskin fell off. What have you done to your upper lip? Did you blow a beehive? Holy shit. The last time I saw something that inflated, it was floating over Yankee Stadium. You look like Steven Tyler, f*** the life raft. Seriously, I mean, you're not the All these rubber face monsters. What the f***? What, what, what goes into people's heads out here? Why? Did you really? Really? Is that... Good? What? How much worse could your real face look than that clown mask you've had welded on your head? You... Oh my God. You also look your age now. You don't even look your species. You... You... you once said you succeeded by saying what everyone else is thinking, and that's not true. It's not true. I never heard you say, holy shit, what the f*** did I do to my face? I look like a surprise catfish. Joan, you really you're an absolutely incredible uh, talent. You're absolutely hysterical. Every comic I know respects you. That's a God's honest truth. Everyone thinks you're hilarious. I think you're the best. And at your age, you're still relevant, still cool. And uh, shit, you even got a, a boob job just a few years ago. You're every man's dream. And, and by that, I mean every man that dreams of titty fucking a crocodile. Damn. That's a fucking insane roast. God. Whoa. Great yeah, fucking well. clip, dude. Why'd you pick it? Um, I mean, I remember the Comedy Central roasts. I mean, before I ever wanted to do comedy, I wanted to do a roast. That was like yeah. a, the roast was an influence in my sense of humor growing up. And uh -huh. I always remembered Greg Giraldo was one of my favorites who was on all of them every year. Yeah, yeah. And when I looked him up, that was one of the first one I found. And uh, mainly the AIDS quilt joke is one of my favorite roast That's jokes so I've good. ever heard. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, hearing you say that this was such a like a uh, such an influence gr like growing up. It just yeah. makes me wonder. I really want to know like how does your family express love 
Or can, <laughs> or can they? Um, I mean, I feel like there was always kind of a ball busting yeah, in my family. Nice. Um, that definitely existed. But I mean, God, I grew up in Queens and everyone, yeah. all my Bayside, closest right. friends, yeah, in yeah. Bayside, right. we right. all right. made fun of each other. Right, right. Yeah. right. And, and so, so you, you saw these and you were just like, wow, I want to do that. Yeah, well, because I mean, as a really young kid, kind of the only thing I knew comedy-wise, my parents watched Friends. I knew who Seinfeld was. I knew mm-hmm. who Ellen DeGeneres was. It was the, uh, when we got cable. Yeah. The first, I was around yeah. 12 or so. That was the first time I saw like South Park and I saw the Comedy Central roast. And to me, it was like, uh-huh. there's this whole other realm of humor that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh and connected with me on a level that I'd never, comedy never had before. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about this yeah. roast. So, uh, and let's talk about roasts in general. Uh-huh. Yeah. You pick this bit. What about this one in particular just hits you hard? I, I mean, think, I could go on and on myself, yeah. but I'd rather hear. Um, um, I would say I think it's uh, it's an example of how literally every technique in comedy can be used in a roast. He's got within this, he's got wordplay from Tranny Bonaducci, never <laughs> stops, t- never stops ticking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, uh, oh wait, who is David Carradine? I know the oh, name. Oh, he what? was the actor. I just didn't understand that reference. It just sounded like a great joke. He was an actor <laughs> who died from autoerotic asphyxiation. I find that interesting about great roast jokes is that even if like a reference or the person they're referencing or the person they're roasting if i walk into it yeah. but i just there's like a feeling of yeah. a great joke yep. and like an understanding of like yeah. they just yeah. like have the right word yeah. economy and but yeah precision. he's got wordplay oh, so beauty good. and the deceased oh it's my all, god he's got wordplay and then he's got misdirection oh there yeah. where he's oh. got the um irritating jewish lady gilbert yeah, godfrey that's, what that's I wrote that so too. Yeah. great great the misdirection absurdity and ridiculousness of steven tyler fucked a life raft a life yeah, raft yeah. just that ridiculousness yeah. and then you the, look like you smell like pee yeah the, like spe- <laughs> the specific of surprised catfish yeah, yeah. so many different not to get techniques. too specific here yeah. but the word is specificity yes yeah, specificity <laughs> yes <laughs> um but and yeah the just person is piece of shit within, <laughs> within that 5 minutes he's utilized so many different comedy tools for yeah. joke writing mm-hmm. and it's uh it's incredible if you really break it down to see how many different like methods of joke writing he uses and squeezes in and when he said never stops ticking that was the setup to comes in a giant hairy box yeah, it's yeah. just one right. after the other after right. the other right and it, what was I the ronald that. mcdonald down the flight of stairs joke ronald mcdonald fuck lucille ball then pushed her down a flight of stairs it's, so it's just good. so it's so much at and even once. the fact he said Pushed it down a flight of stairs. It, that yeah, it. calling her an it in there, it, just every single word yeah. flows. Yeah. My favorite part is near the end when it's like it's set up as a joke about Joan, yeah. but then he clearly is performing it like at her flock, where he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you people yeah. with your plastic surgeries?" Yeah. And he turns it on the room and the city. That like is, and and that's an interesting thing right there is that even within all of this, he still had this comedic perspective yep. that he wanted yeah. to share. He had a point. Of you, yeah. It wasn't just I'm gonna make jokes about the way you look and your life and whatever. Yeah. It was here's my comedic perspective. I mean, wow! It's yeah. literally every almost every type of comedy there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's was able to work into a, and that's why I like roasts is because roasts are open to all types of comedy. For people who think, mm-hmm. oh, it's just for like club comics, just for like mean, offensive people. It's like, no, yeah. this guy just crushed by just saying, "What the fuck's wrong with your face?" Yeah, like, yeah. and and also, oh, and why do you think? That you need to do this. That too, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. And, and, he, and the way that he sounds did like it a too. premise to a long bit in like a special, yeah. not just a roast joke. It's great. 
And the imagery that he uses. Yes. Holy oh, shit. God. Welded yeah. onto your face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you. what is with you rubber-faced monsters? <laughs> <laughs> a clown mask welded on. Oh, my God. You, this, this line to me really got me. You, you used to look your age. Now you don't even look like your species. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It, it's so good. Yeah. Well, because with the roast, it's so – roast jokes in general are so condensed – that it really forces you to, mm-hmm. like in a bit in your stand-up, developing your persona and all this stuff, you have leeway you want to expand. Yeah. And in a roast, it's all about condensing. Mm-hmm. And for me, seeing so many different great comedic tools from a great comedian like Greg Giraldo yeah. squeezed into a five, just five minutes and forced together, it's phenomenal to see it all that close, one after the other after mm-hmm. the other. Things that the average person would miss are little bits of brilliance in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a just a really quick side note, I do want to say if you have never listened to Greg Giraldo's two albums, I highly recommend that you do it. He was a transcendent comedian who uh, oh, yeah. died underrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his stand-up is... So good. I mean, it, in a way, it's sad that he's only really known for being by a lot of people for being great on the roast. Right, right. I mean, he was amazing on these roasts. Right, yeah. but that didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. yeah it exactly. wasn't like he was like, well, this is the only thing I do. Oh, yeah. hardly. Yeah, yeah, I get why you chose this bit. Yeah. I mean, it is—it's so fast, it's so dense. There's so there are so many comedic techniques within it. Um, here's my question: Why do you think he goes so far, but why is it never over the line? Um, I think it's kind of the general rule with comedy that it has to be more funny than it is offensive. Yep, yeah. For yep, anything yep. anyone's ever said, you can't joke about this. You shouldn't joke about it. There's a George Carlin, a Doug Stanhope, a Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. Someone has a joke about it. Yeah. Right. There's right. always a and way. And an entire to do- crowd laughing at yes, it. Yes. There's mm-hmm. a way to do a joke about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I mean, and in general, I, another reason I, especially that AIDS quilt joke, mm-hmm. I just love because roasting in general is. It's about connecting. You make a connection between something about the person. And in your head, a lot of times when I'm writing roast jokes, I'll think, what's something offensive? Mm-hmm. And it's like he just uh, – and you make it seem seamless. You don't want it to be forced like you're trying to bring AIDS into this just to sound edgy. Yeah. But to say the plastic surgery, you've been stitched up so many times and you're still <laughs> sad to look at. Like the AIDS quilt. It's um, to be able to make that connection uh-huh. and uh-huh. have it uh-huh. seem seamless. Right. By the way, the role of wordplay is so strong yes. in roast jokes because right there he's punning on the word stitch. That right? too, he, yeah. he's punning on it because in the one meaning you're, you're you know you're stitching up uh, you're stitching up somebody's body. In the yeah. other hand, you're stitching up a quilt. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. also punning on sadness. Yeah, right. He's punning. Yeah. He's, 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 he's two puns happening there to make yeah. two connecting words yeah. with multiple meanings. I mean, and to have two of them at once and yeah. work, have it work so seamlessly. Yep. Mwah, and oh. that's the insult part of it is that he's saying she's sad to look at. Yes. So you've got the insult. You've got the going too far talking about. About something offensive mm-hmm. the play on the word stitch you've got three or four different things just in one joke i feel like one thing that he's doing an incredible job of is he's like the jokes the setups are these incredibly awful like mean spirited like shots at these people and then his tags at the ends like his references are yeah. all just like brilliant and just showcase his intelligence yeah like that lord of the rings reference he goes on like five yeah. different examples and then 
just like incredible. That's making a connection yeah. like that. And that and doesn't happen. A, like I would say Jeff Ross is not as uh, like his references aren't as brilliant. They're more like they're great conventional roast premises. But yeah. like Geraldo's are so specific to his personality and his identity. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. So um, I, I think another piece of this that makes it so good is joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is brimming with joy at yeah. the things he's about to say. Yes. <laughs> it, a slightly different tone oh, yeah. could ruin that. And even as good as it is, could ruin that entire roast set. Yeah. I've always said this. I get a lot of people who ask me about doing comedy fight club or I'll ask if they want to do it and they'll say I'm not mean enough or I'm too nice or this person's nice. They won't do well. I don't think mean people do well at roasting. Yeah. I think nice people who have a mean sense of humor Mm -hmm. do better at roasting. And I think you can tell even in everyday life when someone is saying something mean and they're an asshole, you can tell they're an asshole. When someone's like busting your balls, you can tell based on either no, there's something intangible about the way someone and they also deli- know you really well because they yeah. know these things. Even if you, you don't know someone them. really well and they're just kind of the person that makes fun of people, yeah. you can tell that the, if they mean it or not. Intent. But, yeah. it's, it's can you convey, um, uh, like, can you convey underneath the radar yes. intent? I think that, that's what you're getting at with mm-hmm, the joy mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Geraldo. But I mean, there's also some audience members that we've all experienced or read blogs of mm-hmm, uh, yeah. who can't cannot, tell intent cannot, from cannot. a mile away. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and I, I wanted to touch on another piece of, of this theme, which is that is the idea that many people have, and you kind of touched on it, but they'll be like, this topic is never funny. Yeah. And what I don't like about that isn't that they say it. What I don't like about it is that they're not owning their own perspective. They're saying objectively, this is never funny, despite all the evidence of all these other people laughing at it. Yeah. I could take them saying, this is never funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could accept that. I understand it. Your context, that makes so total sense. I totally get that. I'm sorry it upset you, but this is never, this is never funny means you're a bad person because your sense of humor works this way. Exactly. And it's like, come on, man. Like you can't just see where, where you're coming from is what's influencing what you think is funny. Yeah. Uh, That's, and that's the thing I, I could never, I could have, have people come up to me and tell me this is how this affected me. Yeah. And be yeah. like, okay, yeah. sorry. You hurt I remember, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was some gay joke. I think maybe I'd said about you or someone said about you, Jeff. And you yeah. said that you just don't like those kind of jokes, but you would never, uh, you would never tell someone else not to laugh at it. I think it was something about like your gay, your straight, because you're bi, your straight half does this, your gay half does that. Yeah. I think you said you don't like jokes like that. I think the only reason that I, I don't remember saying that, but I think that the only reason that I would say that is is either if it's unoriginal or uninformed. Mm -hmm. I think your idea was that to you it's unoriginal because you've heard it a bunch of times. Yeah. That may have been it. It could be like, it's just like too easy to hack. Like, come on, you can't come up with something better than that. Yeah. yeah. I I never like, to me, like, that was more of the the act of coming. Coming out as a bisexual guy is not something that most bisexual men do. And I knew being in comedy, it was going to be absolutely yeah. no holds barred all the time. Yeah. So I was totally prepared for it. And yeah. I enjoy when I get nailed hard with yeah. it. I, it's so funny. I really oh, I, we know you're going to enjoy I, getting I, nailed I, I hard. Like, oh, God, I can't believe you said that. Set it up. Yeah. Oh, come on. But that was heck. I will not get nailed hard. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Only half of him enjoys getting <laughs> nailed. <laughs> the other, it's, it's I cry out of my right eye. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god! So, like to me, like it's that's all, what it all is. of Harrison likes it, getting nailed. That's how he was raised. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> come on, baby, North Carolina. <laughs> A roast set like that's different than roast battles, which is sure. kind of what I do and what's also been taken off in New York and on Comedy Central. They have the roast battle show and there's... Let's define. Let's define. So what we just heard right now was a roast, a produced show with the intent of playfully, joyfully roasting a celebrity. A guest of honor. Right, right. A guest a, of honor. A dais with several comedians mm-hmm. doing sets. Right. Yeah. Okay. And um, as opposed to... A mano e mano or fimano e fimano, yes. <laughs> uh, or any, everything in between. Yes. Yeah. Uh, All of our gender neutral roast battles. Yes. <laughs> and it's an actual battle between two people trying to outroast the other one. Yes. There's different formats for it. Uh, the one on Comedy Central and the one that uh, at uh, other comedy clubs in the city, like The Stand in New York, predominantly do is uh, tit for tat, where like, if I'm going against Harrison, I say a joke about Harrison. Then he says a joke about me. Then I say a joke about mm-hmm. him. And you go back and forth mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we do it at Comedy Fight Club is it's two 30-second rounds. So you have 30 seconds to rattle off 30 seconds worth of jokes. Which I prefer and a lot of people prefer, just, both yeah. as a viewer and as a performer. I mean, I'm biased, but I prefer it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just to be just to be clear, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, yeah. uh, Matt is the creator and... Uh, host, what's the word I'm looking the, for? Co- I'm the commissioner, the, the of, commissioner Comedy Club. of Comedy Fight Club yeah. here in New York. And, and we'll talk give, about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, to give all credit where credit's due, there were a few, there were comedians who were doing like open mic roast shows mm-hmm. and battles before mm-hmm. Usama Siddiqui, Eagle Witt, and Ben yeah, yeah. Switzer. They came up with the idea of doing like yeah. the head to head roast battles for mm-hmm. open for anyone and not mm-hmm. just at a club. Right, yeah. right. And uh, then uh, once I kind of took it over, uh, Ben Switzer started Comedy Fight Club and I kind of took it over and added a little, little bit of a pro wrestling influence to yeah. it yeah. it's yeah. so great for it. that's the clip we played up top at the beginning of the episode yeah. is that's him performing that's the right. opening monologue at comedy club yeah, it's right. so much fun if yeah. you're living in new york city lucky jack and we'll come Sunday, we'll come back to that but yeah. i want to i do want to say okay so you've got uh, uh you were talking about the difference between roast battles and and, and roasts on a with the dais yeah um i pref- i think uh well also i mean and the difference in specific roast battles the ones on comedy central and the sand in new york have a judges table which is usually more famous comedians or comedic mm-hmm. personalities and in between the rounds after they go tit for tat back and forth the judges will comment on and pick a winner at comedy fight club we go by crowd applause mm-hmm. which is not always uh, necessarily scientific and certainly yeah crowd applause <laughs> will clap for somebody who's maybe not technically as good as the other yeah. but more so i think there's an emphasis on just putting on a good show as opposed right. to winning right or yeah. losing right. well i mean you tell that to some people though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um i think you said we'll talk about it a little bit later i think the roast battles where you just do one joke <laughs> back and forth uh they are suited well for really good joke writers but there's people who are really good at roasts who are able, like, even the part of the Greg Giraldo clip where he just goes, what the fuck is up with all you rubber face monsters? Like, right. that wouldn't, that doesn't really fit that well into just a one joke, Single one joke, joke right. setup. Right. Right. That would fit more into, like, a 30 seconds or a full set. And I grew up loving the Comedy Central roast, so I wanted to have more of an open format. And I think the 30 second rounds kind of allows a little more yeah. for mm-hmm. personality and character. I'm so impressed and surprised that you put thought into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Aren't you surprised I put thought into anything? <laughs> I know how low your opinion I is was, of me. I, I, was in, I don't think 
that you do. But the, I know how low <laughs> Jeff, I know how low Jeff McBride's opinion is of anyone who isn't Jeff McBride. Uh, <laughs> that's very, very, very good. <laughs> what makes a good roast joke? Oh, by the way, that was a perfect roast joke. Yeah. Because it yeah. got to something that you knew about yourself, and he called you on your shit, and you felt seen and loved <laughs> while being shat all on. Yeah. That was great. That was fucking and I, and yeah. I feel nervous because I'm like, oh, my God. That's, uh, I, I, wow. Okay. Well, um, hide that narcissism better. Uh, uh, what makes a good roast joke? Um... I mean, the obvious funny. I think that's really the only rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really that's think that's huge... the only rule because mm -hmm. uh, there's so many different types. There's ones where you're connecting things. I think a great accuracy, I guess, would be something mm -hmm. if you're going based on someone's look and you describe it perfectly mm -hmm. and so specific. And if you go ridiculous, that, that you look like you smell like pee. Right. Yeah. Um, so accuracy um, and also being able to touch on a dark subject in a lighthearted way mm -hmm. and not in a way that makes it seem like you're taking it lightly. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense that I feel like dealing with a difficult subject or taboo topic and being able to use the darkness of it to create a funny moment is such a hard thing to do. Right. Right. And it's easy to spill over and yes. have more, more, uh, uh, antipathy than le than levity. Yes. It's so easy. Yeah. And, uh, well, because the idea is you want to, you like, you don't want to take any dark subject lightly because then if in essence you're taking away some of the seriousness of it if you take away from that then you can't use that for the joke mm -hmm. and yeah. you want to take it seriously like a, a the aids quilt a, a joke about aids you need to think that aids is one of the worst things yeah. ever in order to laugh at the fact that he's saying she's sadder than it uh -huh. Uh -huh. so that's if you really ever try and take away from the seriousness that's why when people say like oh they're not they're joking about it they're not taking it seriously no if you want to have a good joke about it it has to be taken seriously yeah. It's huh. rich. It's like a rich concept yeah. based on like emotions and feelings yes. about something. Really yeah, intense. you can't eat. A laughter is an emotion. If you're taking away from the emotion people would feel about something awful like the Holocaust, 9-11, rape, whatever yeah. it is. If you're taking away from the seriousness of it, the joke won't be as funny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's a I mean, when you're dealing with offensive topics in a roast, that's what I like about roast is there's this idea of there's going to be offensive stuff. And, and so there's latitude there that yeah. that. that you don't have to work as hard to earn. Also, the people yeah. that call out the offense, unless they really do what you were talking about when they come up to you and like, hey, this hurt me because of this context in mm -hmm. my life, mm -hmm. unless they're doing that and that like, which yeah. is a very great way to communicate with a comedian about yeah. hurting. It like makes us feel so much more like, oh, thank you for not like yelling out or whatever. Yeah. And it also but you could incorporate it in, and become a better comedian as a result of hearing yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, also when people, the people that do call out offensive jokes or like yell out and stuff, they are not the victims of the things they're saying they're offended Most by. Most often, yeah. It's like that Jessel, at the end of Thoughts and Prayers, Jesselnik's Netflix special, he says, victims aren't looking at Twitter. Yeah. They're not they're like when, when a tragedy happens, victims have victim shit to do. I, in a regular stand up set, I've done a black joke in Harlem in mm -hmm. a rowdy black room and gotten, was applause. it Mocha? Uh, yeah. At Mocha. Mocha. Yeah. Um, Which is a room. I don't know the address. It's a room. I've literally once seen a comedian on stage, make fun of someone in the crowd. The guy in the crowd yelled back. They cut the comedian's mic and gave the mic to the guy in the crowd. <laughs> 
and he yelled until Mocha's the comedian crazy. walked off Mocha stage. Lounge. Yeah, Mocha Lounge is yeah. worth a trip. It's a I cool haven't been there. spot. I've been in a long yeah, time. I haven't it's been in a long time either. Is, but it, I did a joke there. Destroyed a big black woman standing up yelling, that's a good one, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then I go yeah. down to an all-white room in Brooklyn and they won't laugh at the same exact joke. I know. That's I know. So people are more, they want to get offended because they want to feel like they're being a good person instead mm-hmm. of actually being a good person. Totally. It's so much easier to do things that make you feel like you're doing good <laughs> than actually doing good. Oh my god, for sure. Which explains every hashtag and Facebook. Th- <laughs> All right, I'm not getting off topic. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't have a sign for get off your fucking soapbox, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, I need to get one of those. <laughs> you're just trying to get back because I said that you are arrogant, and now you're like, hey, you're being you're being narcissistic too well, right no, now. No, no, I just think that you confuse arrogance with self love, guys. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I have no flaws, but I can see. Nothing is off limits, right? Yeah. But uh, one of the things that we talked about off mic, and I want to touch on it, is uh, it doesn't mean you can say anything you want, and that that has to do with character. What did, What did you mean when you were talking about? Oh, that, that? Yeah, that it does mean you can. It does. I've said it doesn't just mean you can say anything you want as far as topics. Okay, so you, it doesn't yeah. just mean you can say anything you want as far as topics. It means that anything goes. You'll see Gilbert Gottfried at the roast. He's not just telling jokes. He won't just say offensive things. He's doing this wildly ridiculous character. Mm-hmm. When I hear anything goes, I think about that uh, ridiculousness just as much yeah. as I think about mm-hmm. a joke about the Holocaust. It doesn't. It didn't work because people just didn't know what was going on. But when me and Hannah Boone roasted, when I tried to incorporate Eli Bosworth, yeah, okay, as- okay. You and Hannah Boone and Eli Bosworth. Can we maybe just say I was in a roast battle and not make me edit out all these people no one knows? Okay, Hannah Boone, very, very funny comic, host Wednesday Pine Box Mike on... Uh, on uh, After you preface, and you preface it by saying, now this didn't work, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the learning one thing curve that I love, is so steep on this particular Shut the issue. fuck up! <laughs> Let me get a point across. The, uh, what I love about Fight Club is, especially because it's kind of that, like, uh, that circular it's like in yeah a we host it in the round as um, well but it can incorporate kind of like sketch weird character bits like yeah. i know uh billy Presida's has done this andrew casertano <laughs> said this these are people that okay god damn it <laughs> okay basically instead of bringing up that hannah had herpes for uh, roast jokes because i had a bunch about them i got someone from the crowd to come out and act like a drunk guy that she gave herpes to and and announced that he he went really long and it just like and you thought it was like the rest of my time and then i was like oh no that was a setup to jokes and you're like well just do one now but uh it was like i love the like freedom of that yeah and um Mm -hmm. i I picked a clip for later that we're gonna play that incorporates that i think uh, i think uh once he took up all that time and it got weird uh then i said you i usually i'll say when people have time for one more when they're 30 seconds yeah. is getting towards the end um because it got weird and it wasn't going well i said one more because i didn't want it to go on much longer <laughs> um it was but i love uh, that's also with comedy fight club because it really is kind of open to anyone. Anyone yeah. can do it. First few months doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. So you get people who have never roasted before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get people who are not that good at it. You get people who are going for these awful, dark things yeah. and are failing. <laughs> and uh, it, originally, that's kind of, if you hear Chris Rock talk about it, or that's what comedy clubs were. Comedy clubs were the place where if you were uh, on the midnight show in St. Louis, you mm-hmm. said whatever you had to get out of there in St. Louis that night. Yeah. It wasn't going to go on YouTube the next day. Chris yeah, yeah. Rock is 
has talked about the, some of the bits he did on some of his early specials when he first tried them out were extremely racist right. yeah. and raw. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it took a long time to be able to get them right. It takes a lot of bad jokes to get to the good ones. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because of Twitter and YouTube like today, phone shit. a lot of yeah. really bad jokes get out there and people define a comedian entirely by a YouTube clip right. because Tracy Morgan said something that a person typed out. There wasn't even a clip. One yeah, person yeah. typed yeah. out what Tracy Morgan said it says, as an off-the-cuff co- Who knows what yeah, the... Co- yeah. He's stripping it of all context. Yeah. And it's almost like <laughs> if you stole the sketchbook of a fantastic artist and yeah. then you were like, here, look at how bad he is at yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. The what was weird? That's how like that's how Cosby went to trial though too. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because Hannibal Burr's video surfaces of him calling Cosby a rapist, mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, "Oh, I forgot he got accused of rape." Wait, let's look into that more. And then that snowballed into a rape. Trial. I don't think what that's a weird culture we live. I don't in. think that's necessarily something we look at as a uh, look how good our internet culture is for secretly recording. Oh, that's not videos. good. I think it's more of look how awful our culture is for needing that in exactly. order to convict yeah. a rapist. Yeah. Exactly, it's fucking crazy. or yeah. fail to convict. Fail yeah. to convict a rape, uh, um, an alleged rapist. Unless really, it has yeah. a hashtag, no. we're a, not a convict a rapist. Wildly alleged rapist. Yeah. <laughs> Roasters who can't take being roasted. Yeah. No, that's so annoying. Um, it's ra- I, it's rare that I've seen it, um, or at least it's rare that I've seen it expressed. Yeah. Um, you can. I'm, I remember you saying you could tell on people's faces yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. They get so mad. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of that. I've seen. Uh, there's only a, one or two people I can think of that legitimately like were upset mm-hmm. after a roast. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Fight one. Club per- is like a vetted process. I feel like a people find out that they like it or they don't very. Quickly. I mean, there was someone who I went up against who had roasted several times, but he didn't like uh, some of the jokes that I really? did. Yeah, oh, it was stupid. We were ma- Well, some of the problem is we were matched up, but we didn't really know each other. And when you don't know someone, sometimes the tendency you're going to write more general jokes. That yeah. touches on my next point, yeah. which is knowing the roasty. Um, and the skill required to roast someone that you don't know. Yeah. I've been, I mean, I've had comedian, I've had other people will pay me to write roast jokes for them and they'll just like give me a name and I'll look them up online and have to write jokes about someone right. who I've never met before. Right. You're going to be more general. And also when it, you're roasting in a lot of these roast battles locally, you're going against someone who the audience doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're going to go specific, you have to set it up. It's and so much an more extra, yeah, yeah. As opposed to the ones where it's celebrities where you could just say something. And everybody, where, there's common knowledge yeah, that you're bouncing he off He didn't of. have to say, mm-hmm. Kathy's had a lot of plastic surgery before he said those jokes. Right, yeah. right. Um, it, I mean, with Kathy and Joan Rivers, you don't need to say that they've had plastic surgery necessarily. Yeah, no. <laughs> right, um, right. But, Whereas yeah. if, if, if it's an unknown person or even worse, unknown to you, yeah. then you not only have to do research, you have to set up the uh, the pins yeah. and you got to do it fast. Yeah. And fast. I roasted someone who we met up and we exchanged information, but before we'd met up i wrote a bunch of jokes all i really knew about him was he was married so i wrote a bunch of jokes yeah. like uh he's a real animal lover which you would know if you saw what his wife looks like yeah. and, uh, <laughs> uh, it was when the, the fantastic beasts came out so i had a joke that he's a big harry potter fan he just he even married a fantastic beast like <laughs> um really and the jokes all did great and after and even after we met up i put some other stuff in after meeting up with him mm-hmm. and learning more about him but i still kept some of those in and they were doing well so i just kept leaning in with the jokes about his wife as said 
I've done a lot of jokes. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so after and afterwards, he was upset. He said, you're supposed to roast me, not my wife. So, oh, I mean, the fact, although the fact that he got upset kind of means I was roasting him (laughs) or else he wouldn't have been upset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's that and there's been one or two others where I've seen other people. That's the only time someone's ever gotten upset at a roast I've said about someone else. I've seen other people get upset about other people's things they've said. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not. There's one person, one person I know who used to get called fat and lost weight because of it. (laughs) They started dieting. Well, that's oh, an yeah. actual interesting thing about this, yeah. by the way, uh-huh. um, uh, is uh, roast be, participating in roasts actually increased my self awareness. Absolutely, yeah, I think yeah. it's a great way for younger comedians to go and learn about the th- whatever it is that they present the moment they walk on stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I genuinely didn't know somehow. That I look like a neo-Nazi. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm a oh, Jew. I loved the writing I'm for a this. Jew who used to be married to a black woman. I, my backstory doesn't fit the way I look You're at all. You're also from Montana and yeah. love guns. Look, yeah, look, I don't. You're I'm a not, mixed bag, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but I I didn't really know that. Yeah, until, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, did I get like, Harrison nailed me and a bunch of other people? Hard-boiled eggs sneaking into a Pearl Jam concert. I, I that's actually great. Think that's not one of your better ones you had a couple others that were oh, fantastic I like that. uh the guy who uh watches oh, american history x and, and says things likes, like oh come on yeah <laughs> or, or only likes the first part yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like so i and, and all of a sudden i i began to realize oh shit i gotta address this yeah yeah it's, it's, so i think it's actually a really worthwhile thing yeah. for a comedian to go do this because they're gonna write your i know i look like jokes for you yeah, yeah. when i first started doing stand up um for anyone who's listening who doesn't know me, doesn't I always wear sleeveless shirts, long hair, big guy. So I would sit in the front of all these open mics that I first went to, figuring that because I like at comedy shows always what I heard is that if you sit in front, you're going to get picked on. So I sat in front deliberately to see what people would say about me, uh-huh. so I could hear what people's like comparisons were going to be. Uh-huh. And uh, so I could then have an idea of how I should address myself or be aware of yeah. what the vibe I'm putting off. Mm-hmm. And uh, because there weren't roast battles to do then, so I didn't yeah. have that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that people will hear things that maybe they haven't thought of before. Sometimes that upsets people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. when a, someone go, a girl goes into it and they think, all right, I'll get jokes about being slutty. I'll get jokes about this. And they do a joke about your colored in eyebrows. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. not expecting that. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, let's talk about sex. Hey, if you're digging what we're doing here and you think someone else would benefit from it, please tell them about us. If you're listening on the podcast app on your iPhone, just look in the lower right corner. There's three dots. Tap that, then share episode. You can also tap the cartoon image of Harrison and me in the app if you have the episode selected. And then you'll see all the show notes that I painstakingly write. Did you know that that shit was even there? I've even added some easy Facebook and Twitter sharing links. Or if you're an Android person, all you got to do is just simply do whatever the hell Android people do for that. I don't know. And one more thing. I would love for the podcast to pay for itself. I'm going to keep doing it regardless. But if you're feeling grateful and generous, head to Patreon and throw us a few bucks. There's a link in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. 
Speaking of upsetting things, let's introduce Matt Marin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Marin, as we've already established, is the host and creator of New York City's Comedy Fight Club. It's at Lucky Jack's on Orchard Street in Manhattan. And it is, I would describe it as the down and dirty breeding ground for the craft of writing and performing roast jokes. You can see every level there. You, you'll see terrified newbies who've never even roasted a chicken. So cool. <laughs> It's also a sparring dojo for established comedians preparing for Comedy Central roast battles. So uh, one of the things I love, what is the first rule of Comedy Fight Club? Most important rule of Comedy Fight Club, no fucking pity claps. No <laughs> pity claps. Yeah. So awesome. Audience chooses the winner and you clap for one fighter and one fighter only. No yeah. pity claps. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's a great, like it sets the tone when you say that yeah. so yeah. well. Uh-huh. He writes for many roasters for a multitude of festivals and clubs. He is, like the other two-thirds of this podcast episode, a Jew. <laughs> um, he also is one of the least he, – he is almost as non-Jewy looking as me. <laughs> we, I do we, feel like a mediator and a, like a Nazi <laughs> divorce settlement. <laughs> like, because like, you guys are at the end of the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, so crazy. Like, you'd kill a black guy, but I'm like, you can, uh, you can keep the black man's skull, uh, but you're going to have to see the kid on weekends. Um, anyway, you know, you really went over the line there, Harrison. No, dude, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> I, and I only say that because it wasn't funny. Yeah, oh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> Matt is also a native New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, which is again surprising. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Cutoff sleeves. <laughs> yeah, I look a lot more in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, oh God, what a for God. he had a brief time doing his best and succeeding at failing at wrestling. Yes, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that that really informs what you do today. Uh, yeah. Your your understanding of persona yeah. and presentation that comes from your 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 brief stint mm-hmm. at pro wrestling. Yep. It really is. You are consistent. This yeah. is what I'm presenting. I'm the guy with cut off sleeves yep. um, and doesn't have the arms to justify them. <laughs> <laughs> so like and, I, and you really like it, it, it works. It works. People accept that here is going to be an uncouth person like and they and then you immediately you set that tone. And then when you do your jokes, which are way delightfully dark, uh, <laughs> I love them. I love them. Um, uh, people accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, and also, I mean, I, when I was wrestling, I was in college, I was wearing shirts with no sleeves because I was working out in the gym. I was working out every day because I was a skinny, skinny kid who wanted to be yeah. a pro wrestler. Yeah. So everyone always saw me either on the way or to the gym, to the gym or on the way back from the gym. And everyone knew me as the guy who they never saw wearing sleeves. So when I started oh, doing stand up, awesome. I just figured I'd stick with it because yeah. it's a look I'd already had. And I think that's kind of plays a role. It's not like a put on thing. Totally. It's not, uh, it's not not forced it's not i'm deciding i'm going to be this thing mm. it's taking which i think everyone in comedy has to do taking some st- stuff about you that stands out and mm. emphasize putting a spotlight on it it gave you a unique uh insight that a lot of comics don't have when they start and i've seen i've seen like great comics still not really be able to find this you had a persona and yeah. it, like a lot you like were like oh i'm doing a character piece almost i mean like a part not of exact my, it was more of like uh well, highlighting like being yourself hi- yeah. but you get to play a role yeah yeah, and highlighting you had a much. Yeah. It, it just seemed like you had a better understanding of that up top. So yeah, yeah, just turning the vol- turning the volume up on aspects of my personality. Yeah, I yeah. knew that going in way before I had 
any substance to back it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but definitely. that's important. Fake yeah, until you make I it. Remember, kind of principle. I remember when we when I first got to New York, it, you hadn't started that much before me. Yeah, and and I and I remember just being like. God, he's branding already. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, this is yeah. smart. This yeah, is, yeah. No, it's smart. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, it's really hard. You know, to it's like, I, I was just like, wow, you know, the world needs another Larry the Cable guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and less Jeff McBride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to get rid of the evil magician who lives in Las Vegas. <laughs> so is there, there will be one less. No. Evil magician who lives in Las Vegas. I call him a warlock. Named uh, Jeff McBride. Yeah, there's a actually very famous magician who is in residency yeah. and has been for a long time in las vegas who i occasionally get emails for him and i i i take great joy in sending them to him and making references to how he's an yeah. evil warlock please don't turn me into a nudes <laughs> wasn't there like a sex offender named harrison tweed also what that'd be awesome he's like from north carolina then went to college <laughs> at syracuse now he's doing stand-up in new york have you guys heard of him <laughs> dude that guy is dude he's he's doing great though he's got he's gotten even more victims it's, than it's, before. It's, it's, it's i think it's only a misdemeanor if it's sheep <laughs> yeah that's his persona you <laughs> can't do that tell me a little bit about the format of comedy fight club yeah uh versus the other ones um like you you, you said it had something to do with character well, I think in um, not just character, but also having time to build. Uh, if you do just one joke, mm -hmm. um, like in that Greg Giraldo set, there's um, there's tags upon tags upon mm -hmm. tags. Just the um, uh, the first line of the um, uh, 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 your lip is so inflated it looks like something above Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah. On its own, that's a really good joke. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't crush until he says, you look like Steven right. Tyler fucked a life raft. Yeah. There's other ones. If you've there's seen another one, there's another one on there where he, he, he points to, I, I can't remember her name, the black woman in the, on the day is Robin quivers, Robin quivers. And he, and he says, you look like a syrup bottle and yeah. you think that's the joke. And then he goes, I bet you have a giant pussy, your aunt vagina. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, Oh my God. I don't the joke yeah. initially was the yes. setup for the real joke. Yeah. yeah. And so there's things like that where the initial, I mean, the syrup bottle was funny on its, on own, its own, but there's others where if you listen to a bunch of us, there's things where on its own, they're like maybe a six or seven mm -hmm. out of 10. And then they build to a 10 out of 10 joke. Yeah. And I think if you're doing a roast battle where it's one joke, one joke, one joke back and forth, uh -huh. it, uh, you don't get to build as much in uh that specific way um and also yeah as far as character goes if you're a gilbert gottfried he's probably not going to do well if he can only do one joke at a time he's good there's guys who are better at ranting yeah. as comedians there's right. guys who the uh, pat cooper if you've ever seen he's done he did a couple don rickles mm -hmm, on yeah. the old dean martin rose he would not do well in a one joke one joke one joke no. yeah but I if i gave don rickles 30 seconds to roast someone he'd be able to be Don Rickles. Mm. So I think it's, uh, I think the one joke, it works for me because I'm more then of a joke Then a big part writer. of it is character. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, yeah. is, is I'm going to be this person for this set of jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think, um, I, I don't know, I do like your format way better. Yeah. The only thing that I think I like more about like the New York Comedy Club roast battles is their their dais yeah. of judges yeah. is are so razor 
got yeah. wickedly sharp. Yep. Yeah. They're yeah. so harsh and so funny. The yeah. only um, kind of failsafe we have at Fight Club is in between the rounds, I get the microphone. So if someone does right. bad, I'll kind of shit on them. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had people come up to me and say they're fa- they love the bad fights because their favorite thing is when I just like yeah. come up with something to say. You do, and you do a great job of it. Thank you. You actually do. Like, yeah. I hate giving yeah. you a compliment, but yeah. like, I really, you do. <laughs> that's how I know when you, that's how I know it's, it's, that's how it means even more to me. Yeah. Um, but also, the with one joke back and forth, you have a chance to rebuttal to a specific joke. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a 30 second round, you don't have a chance for that or in a set. Like, if I, if I say 30 seconds and I give the mic to you and you had a good response for my first joke, you can't really do it anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. So in the tit for tat back and forth, I've heard some people say the reason they like that better is because they can respond directly to what was just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. Got it. Come on. Let's talk about sex. Let's play a bit by our guest. Yeah. It was at Comedy Fight Club, and I went up against a comedian friend of mine who's from Alaska whose aunt is Sarah Palin. He is related yes. to the Palin family. Yes. yes. And he's a comedian in New York City. Yeah, yeah. No, Peyton McCann. He's yeah. back in Alaska now. I want him to come back because I think he's so funny. I mean, the clip we're playing is just my jokes about him, but his rebuttals were fantastic. Really? Awesome. Oh, he's really funny. Okay. Easy. Let's play it. Peyton McCann was born and raised in Alaska, and just like Alaska, he's cold, sad, and lots of ugly, lonely men have been inside of him. <laughs> <laughs> seeing you do stand-up, I'm starting to think saying retarded shit into a microphone is a family trait. (laughs) 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 The only thing more odd and screwed up than your comedy is your cousin Trigg's chromosome count. Misdirection was so good. Yeah. Which one? The, the evo- well, I mean, oh, I guess I would yeah. consider a misdirection yeah. because I did not see where that was yeah. going. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, uh, I want to ask you. Yeah. When you write roast jokes, what's your process? 
having a I have kind of a list of the things I want to hit on, mm-hmm. and then it'll be so when I'm going against Peyton, it's like okay, cousin, tri- like the kids and the Aunt Sarah. But it's like I don't want all the jokes to just be about that. What do I know about him? So I had Alaska written down as a thing to make fun of, and that was the first joke I did. I have Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Sarah Palin and kind of right. all that comes so you with that. You write down the topics, yeah. but I mean more like the jokes themselves. Um, yeah. like there are a number of very common structures yes. for roast jokes. Yeah. Do you have like a list of those that you apply? or Not like, specifically. I think um, when pop I'm— up. I, yeah, they kind of just the pop question, into my head. What if you compared the, like, yeah, the, this what if I compared this, this to this? Um, yeah. like, how, do you, yeah, how do you set up your links? Because every, every, there, there are specific like linking techniques. I just, I'm, I think they kind of just come to me. Okay. I'll think of, um, like, I thought of the link of the, I, it came to me the idea of evolution. I could do something with Sarah Palin not believing that and Peyton not evolving as mm-hmm. a comedian. Right. That mm-hmm. idea comes to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a matter of figuring out the wording and how to yeah. say it best. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The, uh, the wording of, um, uh, okay, he's from Alaska. What can I do? He's like, uh, how am I going to word that there to say mm-hmm. he's like Alaska and mm-hmm. insult him at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, the or the connection, the um, cousin Trig with Down syndrome. What can I connect that to? Chromosome count odd and screwed up. I can say that about his comedy and started off with that and save the offensiveness to the end of the joke. Right. Um, so yeah, a little like it's you. The I the idea of the connection comes. Just comes to me, and then it's how do I word it uh-huh. in the best way? So you'll sit there and you'll 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 list out the different things you want to that your targets. It's yes. like you'll 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 have this like yeah. list of targets, yeah. And you'll see do any of these match up with any of these? Yeah, right. Uh, and and then it's a matter of it's it's a puzzle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really do think of it like putting together a puzzle, mm-hmm. and that's my fa- I love that about comedy mm-hmm. is being able to piece everything together and have it come out. In a good where I mean to be able to have several things operating within the same joke where you've got a wordplay, you've yeah. got a meanness there, and mm-hmm. you've got you're insulting the former vice presidential candidate's daughter, mm-hmm. like the wordplay of raw meat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then being mm-hmm. turning that into oh because as an idea I ha- I already have listed as a topic um, uh, that his fa- that Sarah Palin has he's been he's told me because we're good friends he's told me about times his family takes him out hunting so I have hunting mm-hmm. as something and I also have Bristol Palin's pregnancies as something and I was able to connect those two in that joke with the wordplay of raw meat mm-hmm. and then it's trying to find the way to say it in the fewest words possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you stretch it out, if in one word too many, it, it is goes so up the whole crazy. Of it. It's so crazy yeah. how much word economy is yes. critical oh, yeah. for so roast big. jokes. Yep. Well, I like, I mean, I feel like you feel the same way about roast jokes. Roast jokes get to be, because the way I write is not in like set up punchline point, it's like long form bits. Yeah. So it's like a vacation from having to write like the way I usually write. And I get to write in this almost like, pre-conceived uh, structured format. Yeah. I mean, I get to add my own, you know, elements to them, but it feels really good to be able to write like two lines for a joke. Yeah. Like, yes, that's a joke. I have a joke. I never get to write just like set up punchline. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the best. I, I it, right. Yeah. And, and honestly, for whatever reason, setting up the set up punchline in the roast format is just a much more natural thing for me. And yeah. I think it is, 
not for whatever reason. It's because I've just been doing it forever with my friends. Yeah. I think. And yeah. I take such joy in pretending to be an asshole. Oh, yeah. And, love, the, and, yeah. and, under, and underneath it is like, I genuinely mean no You've harm. Been in and if character I actually, for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very method. <laughs> 37 years of character work. So, like, but, but, but underneath it all is, if I actually hurt somebody's feelings over yeah. it, I yeah. feel so oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, I met up with someone. I was talking to you guys about this before we were on air. I met up with someone before a roast battle to exchange information, and they were telling me something that there's like, oh, here's something I'm actually really insecure about that really bugs me. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to actually hurt you. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. you laugh at the yeah. thing I'm saying yeah. about you. I asked, uh, yeah, and I, I have, I've asked too. I'll just be like, eh, what's the, what's off limits? And if there and, and I, if there's yeah. if there's no limit, and I'll be like, okay, that done. But just because it's just like if everybody else is laughing and that person is hurting inside, yeah. um, I, I don't feel like that fits inside the box of where this is all fun. Right. Right. Yeah, I, agree. I, I, if someone else is offended on someone's behalf, yeah. fuck them. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if it's that person, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Well, you kind of have the to opposite make... of hurting someone's feelings. We yeah. Make people laugh. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. You have to kind of make a judgment call. Cause there are some people who you will offend and mm-hmm. they are the afflicted party. And sometimes they just really are overly sensitive. Yeah. Other times you're being overly insensitive. Right. It's a case by right. case basis. Right. Comics, but they become some of the best bloggers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was going to say also, as far as uh, building, something like I ordered those jokes in a very specific way that I told about Peyton in that clip. Mm-hmm. I open with something about he's from Alaska, which is to anyone who doesn't know him, it's just he's from Alaska. I haven't gone in deep into him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a narrative path. You haven't gone nearly yeah, as deep I, into him as all those lonely men in Alaska. I, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I re- this made me think one time we did a show together. This was like two years ago. Yeah. And you had a bunch of you like have this incredible like one I, I would I would say it's like one liner, but also it's like extended one liner. Yeah. But it's like really good joke structure yeah. writing. And you had all these one-liners, but I was thinking, I was like, it reminded me of Mike Berbiglia because it was all about you being a pro wrestler. And it had this like timeline. And I don't I feel like I've seen storytelling comics and I've seen joke writer comics and you kind of fuse the two. And I feel like you apply that to your roasting. Too. I mean, I would say not necessarily storytelling, but a narrative for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does play like a story. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing your life play that, out. Yeah. The second joke I do is yeah. just a Sarah Palin retard joke, just yeah. addressing that he's related to Sarah Palin. Then the yeah. third mm-hmm. one, I go Thomas deeper sons. into something specific with the down syndrome. Yeah. Then in the second round, it's kind of like, I've already addressed everything. Now it's just, let's go so far. Now uh-huh. it's just everything. Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin. So now sure. it's like mm-hmm. evolution. Mm-hmm. I want to fuck your aunt. Now it's just yes. kind <laughs> of fucking. Your yeah. Aunt. Now yeah, it's so. just, and even the second, round, there's a build a little bit, but it's still kind of now all bets are off. We know he's related mm-hmm. to Sarah Palin. Now it's your cousin gets pregnant. She doesn't believe in evolution. And I want to fuck your aunt. Yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of the that's how I ended so at there. And uh, yeah, there's. Uh, but I there's, think. And when you do a set or something longer, I think I love. Or even the Greg Giraldo set, there's a whole, in the beginning, when he compares everyone, it's all like the Lord of the Rings. Now the stage oh is God. set. Mm-hmm. And then he starts going deep into everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking good. So I also noticed one thing here that I think is really, really critical. Saying something nice up top is so smart. Yeah. If you can say, I really like blah, 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 this yeah. person for this reason. And it is, it's, it, it, you would think you shouldn't have to do it, yeah. but if you do it and you do it right, it, it, people give you lati- more latitude than they would otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I think in general, uh, with the roast, you probably already have that latitude. Mm-hmm. Um, in a regular set, that's absolutely true, where you want people to like, people need to trust you before they're willing to let you go deeper. Mm-hmm. And with roasts, yeah, there still exists some of that, but because of the idea that it is a roast, I think uh, most of that is gone. Mm-hmm. I think you're able to get away with more. There is definitely something, uh, if you kind of start off almost with a positive thing. Yeah. Or I really like as a setup in a roast, starting with something either either positive or just something that's kind of stating a fact. Peyton is born and raised in Alaska, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, I'm just introducing him to you, and then I'm about to cut the right. fucking nuts off of it. Right, right. I mean, and here, at the end of it, you at the end of this, though, you say, I really like Peyton. Yeah. Like that, yeah. like you're, you're, you really like, I, it, that's, it's, I think you're almost underselling the importance yeah. of that uh, because the thing you're about to say is, yeah. uh, is, is, you know, just way. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well that, yeah, that, in that specific joke, I think the punchline is literally I'm skull fucking his aunt. Right. It's such a like graphic, brutal Grisly. thing to say yeah. that I think about a family member. Then, yeah. Then I think to, I think in that specific joke, yeah. Starting off by saying how much I like him and how much we have in common mm-hmm. and how good friends we are kind of setting that stage then makes it's almost like a, I hate what I'm about to do, but I have to. Yeah. And that adds like another <laughs> layer of like uh um i'm trying to think of like a movie or a tv com- show comparison where like someone like it's such an emotional moment where someone has to do something they don't want to do mm-hmm. and just that release of when they do it <laughs> do you know what it is yeah it's like that classic scene where uh like the person makes their dog go away yeah you know and they're like get out of here just yeah. go yes exactly go! yes exactly <laughs> that's a great comparison yeah it really is like that and yeah i hadn't thought about that until just now but that's i mean yeah a lot of times if i i'll listen back to something or think back to a joke i wrote because i'll when, if i'm doing other roasts i'll go back and look at old roast jokes maybe i can reuse this one and i'll realize something new about the joke that I'm like this worked really well a while ago and i'll look at it now i'm like oh that's why it worked and i didn't realize it mm-hmm. i'm gonna start utilizing that more and uh but yeah that's something i hadn't specifically thought about but it's absolutely true i did uh I create you cre- with that joke. I created that uh, dynamic that wouldn't have been there otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. And I mean, like, I I have to say, like, uh, I'm excited to do a couple more bits and dissect them with you. But Matt, I've been surprised. This has been really great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my 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 general joke about about you is: Have you ever had a conversation with Matt Marin? And people are like, yeah, but no, because the that requires that two people are talking. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? There's been three people talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I unfortunately wanna... <laughs> Harrison's been talking. <laughs> I actually think, um, I, cause I can't stop talking either. So I think our conversations are really good and you'd think they'd butt heads with each other because yeah. we are like long yeah. talkers, but yeah. you're so busy listening like to yourselves. Being bu- yeah. 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 I so have busy great planning, ideas. Planning, my, planning my response out in my head before you finish speaking. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about sex. All right. This next bit is Bill Burr at the roast of Patrice O'Neill. Anything you want to say to set it up, Harrison? Um, I, <laughs> the, Matt is the real evaluator of roast jokes to the best degree. <laughs> but um, this, I love, I watch this, I listen to this probably once a month. It's just, I think it's just some of the funniest shots at comics at like a high level. 
um, that I've ever seen. And it's just, um, it's like Rich Foss, Mike Birbiglia, Patrice O'Neill, Colin Quinn, uh, Norm MacDonald. They're all there. And Bill Burr is just ripping into all of their careers. And this is before Bill Burr had solidified himself as one of the greatest yeah. comics of all time. So this is uh, an incredible <laughs> roast. Awesome. And RIP Patrice O'Neill. But yeah. All right, thank you. Keep it going for Rich Voss, everybody. Come on, everybody. And for those of you who saw Last Comic Standing, how about a round of applause for the official end of his fucking career? Come on, everybody. But you're dumb. You deserve it. Look at Rich. Rich spent three grand on a watch and eight dollars on his teeth. More bridges. Colin Quinn is still here. God bless him. Colin, come on. Round of applause for the one celebrity who showed up here tonight. God bless him. Colin, I just have one question for you. Why are you still fucking here? You're at least twice as old as anybody here. No one cares about your take on the war in Iraq. And even if we did, we couldn't understand what the fuck you're saying, you fucking mushmouth hack. If you're going to keep doing spots, at least take a fucking speech class. You got your own show. Why are you still here? What do you think? Are you that tough crowd's like a stepping stone? You're 58 years old. This is it for you. It's not going any higher. Your class dream was to get a time slot in a network that gives robots its own show. All right. All right. All right. Which brings me to this tub of shit. Patrice O'Neill. What I've loved about him is he's fat and arrogant. It's the oddest combination I've ever seen in my life. Like, he refuses to do comic view. He actually feels that he's above it. I will not do comic view. Patrice, your whole act is perfect for that show. You do 11 minutes, you pretend to talk about Russia, and then you do 52 minutes of pussy jokes. And you won't do comic view? I mean, Patrice, you're so comic. You got a deal for your own TV show. You blew all your money on a pinky ring, a used Cadillac, and football jersey. And you won't do comic view? Patrice, you are comic view. You should at least get your fucking teeth fixed. Patrice, you have the worst teeth in entertainment. None of them match. I worked in a dental office for five years. I've never seen anybody with a molar in the front. <laughs> you have no business having a headshot. Howard Feller called. He wants his old teeth back. <laughs> Look at the space between his front teeth. He looks like a fat 50 cent. Poor 50 cent. <laughs> Fuck him with them. <laughs> I do. I gotta do a disclaimer. I'm getting the most fucking groans here. And Patrice is fat. Patrice has that awful <laughs> person bad breath where you don't know if it's coming, the smell's coming from his mouth or one of the folds in his neck. <laughs> Patrice's breath smells worse than Jim Norton's chest. <laughs> I make fun of Patrice only because I'm jealous of his career. Seriously, he's doing great. He just booked the lead in the, to the sequel to Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> Patrice, you really do. You really do look like an out-of-shape gorilla. You look like that gorilla at the zoo that doesn't want to fuck anymore. All right, I was playing with all of you. God bless all of you. I love you, Patrice. I've known you for 10 years. Seriously, man, I do anything for you. Thank you. Oh, God. So good. All right, so why'd you pick that one? 
I just love the specifics. Uh, the the folds in the neck joke. The oh, I can't tell great. if your bad breath comes. It's so so funny. I I don't know. Um, I just love how much he's ripping into him. And they were um they're actually like best friends. They like came up together in Boston and stuff. And you can see like the love between them in how hard he's roasting him uh, and how much he has to say about his career choices. Yeah. He's like, just do comic view. I could see him being like, just do comic view. <laughs> like, you can do it. It's just money and God, stage time. <laughs> like, I just love it. I just think it's funny to see two really close friends, like one of them just bashing the other one. I liked, I liked how he established credibility for a moment. And he goes, I was a dental hygienist for X amount of years. And then he says, you have the worst teeth I've ever seen. You're the only person I've seen with a molar in the front. <laughs> yeah, That's so good. Wow. And yeah. I love, I lo- also, we haven't talked about this quite yet, but in a roast, a lot of times when you, talk about someone or when you bring someone up just calling them a name before going into the joke the um colin you mush mouth hack and like yeah that happens at a lot of roasts and it's like not yeah yeah. it really Um, helps out or yeah and uh what what did he open with Wait, with Colin Quinn? No, um, no the first thing he said. Rich Voss, I think, was the first one. Yeah, Voss. what did he yeah. say? And the official Rich end Voss. of his career. Yeah, give it up for the official end of his yeah. career. You spent I think 3K the old- on a watch and $8 on your teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what you start off with in a roast, I think, is so crucial. Because it's going to set up where you're if you're going one i mean with any set it says if you're if the crowd's going to trust you to be funny with the roast specifically it's going to set up how you're going to be when greg Giraldo said thank you tranny bonaducci i mean mm-hmm. you're off yeah, to the yeah, races yeah. right and it's like i know what i'm going to see for the next five yeah. minutes with bill yeah. burr he's like um just the way he says his personality is like keep it going to the end of that fucking guy's career like you yeah, know yeah. what you're stylistically character wise you know what you're getting uh-huh for the rest of that. So I think opening strong and as like as what you're going to be doing is very crucial. That is interesting. The idea that uh, you should really, really pay attention to your roast opener. Yes. And that your roast opener will set the tone for what people will accept from you. Mm-hmm. Or not necessarily accept, but expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what people, what people want to see. Yeah, you're... Mm-hmm. You're because it's different than a stand up set in that you're expressing who you are, you're expressing what kind of meanness you're going to be expressing. Yeah, yeah. One thing I, I, I noted here such a common structure that I think it's, it's almost hack. Such and such called it wants its blank back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that line it's right played there. out, but works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of things that, especially now with the roast battle shows, mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of things that are because there's a lot of people who get matched up who either they don't know each other or the audience doesn't know them. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of people making general generalizations mm-hmm. or just making general jokes. Every guy is a child molester. Mm-hmm. Every woman is a slut. Every fat person has diabetes, mm-hmm. and you just get all yeah. of these. And if you see a lot of the roast battles, they can get old after a while. And it's just like it seems unoriginal. But what do you, if the crowd doesn't know them, what are you going to do? Yeah. And two, to an audience who doesn't see roasts all the time, they don't see people getting called child molesters in their everyday life. Yeah, it yeah, actually – it is yeah. a novelty. And us as comics – We do see people get called child molesters yeah. in our everyday so life. So the idea that like – And we don't – and we're not yeah. in law enforcement. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's not – 
it's not that it's hacked. Just because comics have seen something a bunch doesn't mean that yeah. it's unoriginal and hacked because audiences haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And something like that, if it's uh, if a premise is well, I forgot who I heard say it, but it was that uh, the line there's no, no such thing as a hacky premise or setup, just hacky punchlines. Mm-hmm. And I generally hold to that because I've seen people do bits that they started off and I think, oh, I've seen this a million times before. And then it's a different twist at the end. When he, the, the line to me that was so right up against the line, mm. just funnier than it was offensive, was mm. the out of shape gorilla line. I, I was like, oh, I was like, he cleared like, it. He cleared the yeah. bar. Yeah. But man, was it close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is because of his, uh, persona with the you mush mouth hack the yep. you mm-hmm. dumb fuck like yeah. shit like that mm-hmm. um that he's able to he's already if the first thing he said was you out of shape gorilla i don't think it would have landed as well oh, he's already yeah. established that he's going to be saying these kind of like ad hominem attacks before going for the the joke mm-hmm. and i think those little it's a technique that's used in roast line especially in roast battles i think it's so great because it's kind of a chance to get two jokes in one almost Mm -hmm. when you're roasting someone one-on-one and you're doing the one joke back and forth, I can say, uh, Harrison, you preppy homo, you preppy homo, like, (laughs) and then say the joke. So I get like two in one there. Mm -hmm. Um, and also one other thing I took down during that we didn't really talk about yet. When you have a dais, uh, the connections that you can make when you're doing a roast where there's a dais of a bunch of other people there, mm. the connections you can make, you, it's so much more. You can make connections to other people on the dais, not just a connection between this person and a and this even person misdirect the who the target's going yes. to be. Patrice, yeah. I don't know what smells worth your breast or Jim Norton's chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. You are able to relate it to other people on the dais. And that's one of my favorite things about those roasts is you'll start off with a joke about someone and it'll end up being about somebody else over there mm-hmm. whose dad died right yeah. and it ends up being a double surprise because you have the surprise of the joke itself yep. and then you have the surprise of uh the the, the new target yep mm-hmm. and uh-huh. when i do at comedy fight club in the opening we have a panel of officials and i roast all of them in a row and a lot of times what i'll do is when i'm done roasting one of them i'll end with the joke comparing one to the other mm-hmm. yeah. like this guy is uh worse with women than this girl is at seeming like yeah. a woman like yeah 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 and if you know Andrew and Maddie, you know exactly what I mean by that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, and then I'll be able to move on to jokes about the next person. So it's a, it's the same way in my head. It's a, creating a narrative. Yeah. I hadn't as much thought about it specifically in those terms, but I'm doing a roast battle tomorrow night mm-hmm. and I'm trying to create a narrative and a flow with the jokes. I think yeah. uh, in a timed round or at a set, I think having a narrative is uh a part of roasting that doesn't get spoken about as much, but I think no, it's ex- I very crucial. Yeah, that's why we like Geraldo's. Um, and also, one other thing, I at a roast every when I say, when people say nothing's off limits, you can be a character, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's open to. It. We've had uh, at Comedy Fight Club last year on Halloween, we had people in character roasting other characters. Yeah, so it was like uh, Harry Potter versus Hermione. Both in character, we had oh, Jesus, we had Jesus roasting Muhammad. One, and it was two comedians, one dressed as Jesus, one dressed as Muhammad. <laughs> one of my favorite roasts I've ever participated in was the roast of Ernest Hemingway. It was yeah. because I was on a podcast called 
Let's Read Together. It's no longer going on. Uh, the comedian's name is Kevin Frolix. Yes. Uh, you can oh, find it. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, he's great. I was um, about to make fun of the podcast, but I like Kevin. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's but, but it's you where, you were on it too, right? I was on it. That's okay. Why I, was I can on make the, fun. I can yeah, make yeah, fun of it. Absolutely. Then. <laughs> you, can, you can definitely try. So, the, <laughs> so it's the conceit of the podcast was you you go on and you review books you've never read, <laughs> but yeah, as yeah. though you've read them, and you just make up the whole thing. That's fine. Uh, and I went as Mark Twain, and I in full oh, character, full costume, everything from start to finish. Yeah. And I had more fun researching all these dead authors yeah. and writing yeah. from the perspective of Mark Twain, creating mm. a character of Mark Twain, yeah. creating his voice, all those things. It was unbelievably fun yeah. Yeah. because it was so, the whole thing was so delightfully contrived. Yep. Mm. And, and, and like, when I was done with that, I was like, I created that all of that from nothing, and I would never have done it. If, 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 it would never have been nearly as easy if it hadn't been a roast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the idea that you, because it's a roast, mm-hmm. you can do anything. And that doesn't just mean offensive jokes. Yeah. You can do anything character wise, also. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's talk about sex. All right. Next is the Comedy Central roast of Roseanne Barr. And this is by Gilbert Gottfried. Jane Lynch! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you can hear the sound of my voice. This microphone is covered by the thick layer of pubic hairs that shot from between Jane's teeth. (laughs) During each commercial break, the producers wipe away the pelt of saliva-coated pubes that accumulate upon the mic. (laughs) And each time Jane returns to the stage, she once again sprays a carpet of short curly hairs all over the microphone and the front row of the nauseated audience members. So forgive me if my voice is, shall we say, muffled. <laughs> Carrie Fisher, thank you for visiting us from the past. (laughs) When Comedy Central looked at this dais, they said, we just don't have enough washed up, repugnant, drug addicted, menopausal husbands. (laughs) Get me Carrie Fisher. Because if there's anything we're certain of, it's that Carrie Fisher is available. (laughs) R2D2 has gotten more works in Star Wars than Carrie Fisher. Fisher or Jeff Ross or any 
of the other disease-ridden transients who were forced from their <laughs> shanties and refrigerator box dwellings to be here. <laughs> And like most monsters, she goes by one name, and that name is Rosilla. <laughs> Rosilla, she's been described as being covered with a thick layer of scaly gray skin, emitting a strong disgust. Odor of taco grease and ash cheese. <laughs> ash cheese. Her sharp yellow teeth can take a man's arm off in one bite if you are foolish enough to try and feed the beast her mountain of pork cracklings and one slim fast candy bar. <laughs> Rosilla! Stop me through Hollywood for decades, breathing fire from her hairy snout, burning bridge after bridge, her glowing red eyes striking terror in the heart of anyone unfortunate enough to look in her hideous face. <laughs> Sweep 
an entire ox into our throbbing colon. People always forget about the tail. They say, let's get Rosilla. I say, but what about the tail? They never remember the tail. <laughs> Jews. <laughs> and now for some jokes. A drunken farmer stumbles upstairs into his bedroom, waking his wife, Roseanne. She sits up and sees her husband holding a sheep under his arm. The farmer yells, This is the pig I've been fucking. Roseanne says, you idiot, that's not a pig, it's a sheep. The farmer yells, shut the fuck up, I was talking to the sheep. <laughs> Thank you, good night. Oh my God. That is oh my so God. funny. Oh my so he was fired over this, right? No, this, uh, so yeah, that was, um, this was a few months after he put out a bunch of tweets, uh, jokes about the Japanese tsunami and Aflac fired him over that. Ah, This okay. was oh. months later and he was referencing that. Moonami? Yeah, he, yeah. I think cause he was calling her a cow. So yeah, he yeah. said Moonami. Okay. That's so and funny. And used it as a way of talking about that. But yeah, it's. The ridiculousness we were talking about. Oh, the idea that- so absurd, so surreal, so absurd, so yeah, yeah. yeah. so much visualization. Oh, it's the so word ridiculous. choice is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow, I sat there being like, "This is poetry." Yes, gnarled <laughs> yeah. snout. Oh, all the, oh man, gnarled cow-like hooves. Yes, gnarled cow-like hooves. <laughs> crushing and destroying everything. Stopping. To feed every 10 minutes and do one sitcom decades ago. Yeah. And yeah, it mixed in there. He's got actual jokes like yeah. about Carrie Fisher. There's yeah. the joke of if we know anything about Carrie Fisher, we know she's available. Right. Or who's so gotten funny. more work than you yeah. have since Star Wars. Like, yeah. There's, Refrigerator so he, box dwellings, oh, pork cracklins, and one slim fast candy bar. Like, oh, my. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. And that's, I think a lot of times roasting gets kind of pigeonholed as just this, like, it's one specific mm-hmm. thing in comedy you can do. And it's like, you can bring anything from any different any style element. of comedy into roasting. Yeah. There is no one. Someone's like, oh, roasting isn't really for me. It's- I love I love how you're like, you keep defending this one or pointing on this one point. It's almost like you're like, guys, you can be mean a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of being pigeonholed. It's only one well, way to be I mean. mean. It's, it's endless. Yeah. It's endless. <laughs> it's the most common thing i hear is that um uh even people who like it it's like well yeah it's a good skill to work on it's like you can do anything in the format yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to just write set up punchline right yeah, yeah. Um, right. it's I so think, fun to experiment yeah, yeah i think with uh with jake bevera thing yeah with the jake bevera knock yeah. knock who's there hey hey harrison keep fucking me yeah, yeah. or the it's way jake bevera like... does the roast <laughs> battles he does he's more similar to the gilbert gottfried style where he kind of just oh, rants yeah. and raves and then he'll have jokes in there also 
also. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it may be a little harder if you're doing one joke, one joke, back and forth. Yeah, um, we get it. Your format's better, Matt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because I he- I hear very often people saying that uh, it that it's not for them, or they don't they're not mm-hmm. a good one liner guy, or they're not a fan of that style. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's limiting what it can be. Yeah, yeah. they should go to a roast battle. And see what it looks like. Well, I think a lot, of, see people, a lot of people yeah. are. Ro- I well, mean, they're, they're me, also right. Yeah. <laughs> they're also correct because it's often just done that way. Yeah. But when you see something really original like that, yeah. it's it, you go, oh, wait, Matt's way is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a huge guest to our. <laughs> yeah, hey, keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. Oh, he's so bad at reading things. Oh, God. <laughs> and a huge Please keep thanks. that in. Yeah, <laughs> and a huge thanks to our guest, Matt Marin. This discussion was almost worth enduring your company. <laughs> Check him out on Twitter and Instagram at realmattmarin.com. Check him out at AOL.com or at at Juno (laughs) at (laughs) realmattmarin.com. Does that work? .org. No, it's at realmattmarin.org forward slash. I'm fucking this up like crazy. All right. That's Matt Marin, M A T T M A R A N. The handle for Twitter. And Periscope is the same, also Instagram, at Comedy Fight NYC. That's for his Comedy Fight Club. You can watch it live every Sunday on Periscope. Again, that's at Comedy Fight NYC. And on Twitter, they share the video and post all the best jokes. And on Instagram, you can see photos of the fights, many of which you'll be upset that you can never unsee. (laughs) Special thanks. Special thanks to Greg Giraldo, Bill Burr, and Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. And as always, a big, loving, rather uncomfortably long hug for Salt and Peppa for the fair use of their classic song, which I'm sure no one can recognize after all the remixing that I've done to it. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Enjoy. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets.